Shalom, today's daf yomi is Nidaram daf Nun Zion, Nidaram 57. So in today's daf yomi, we'll start on the top of 57a with the Mishnah. Our Mishnah is continuing to clarify and explain the meaning of specific expressions that one uses when making a vow. If somebody will prohibit upon himself a specific type of fruit, like without specifying, like let's say for example, he says these figs or these grapes are prohibited upon me, then we're going to say that he's only being prohibited to eat them. But let's say he sold them or exchanged them with another type of fruit, then we're going to say as a baseline, he's allowed to benefit from their value. So how and even to eat the food that he exchanged it for. But let's say he he planted them. And therefore, he took their seeds and he planted them, and then they grew. Then we're going to say, as a baseline, he's allowed to be benefit from what he grew, because even though he's prohibited his the the fruit itself upon him, he really only intended with this to prohibit him, himself from eating it. However, let's say somebody prohibits upon himself just a portion of that fruit. For example that he says only those figs or those grapes that are placed in front of him, whereas all the other figs and grapes are permitted to him, our Mishnah is going to say that under these circumstances, that that what's prohibited upon him is prohibited upon him like it, as though it will be hectish. And so therefore, as a law of hectish, you're not allowed to, just like it's prohibited, also the things that you exchange it for. And the things that grow from it is going to also be prohibited. And that's what our Mishnah is going to point out. So it says the language of of our Mishnah. If a person says, Konem peros these fruits are going to be prohibited. That these fruits that I that I basically see right now in front of me, uh, which are prohibited upon me. Or he says, Konem Hain Alpi, or if he says these fruits that are placed before me are prohibited on myself or for my needs, then under the, or if he says, Konem Hain Lapi, or if he says as though he says they are prohibited, not alpi, but lippi. It was the same implication as though he said upon myself that under these circumstances, we're going to say it is us or it is prohibited for him to benefit. It's not only from the fruits themselves, but also with that which he exchanged the fruits for, meaning to say that if he sold them, then money is going to be prohibited upon him. And also if he switched it with other fruits, it's going to be prohibited upon him. And also with the things, whatever grows from them. If he took the seeds of these fruits and planted them in the ground, it's going to be prohibited to him that which grows from it. So because we say as a general rule, that anybody who prohibits upon himself as a baseline those specific fruits, like, for example, that he, that he prohibits these fruits that were brought in front of him, and not all the fruits, we're going to say that under these circumstances, it's similar to hectic, it's similar to an item that has been consecrated to the temple, that that is consecrated in every other, let's say, example, he consecrated something that is prohibited and every other similar thing that to that item is permitted. However, if you exchange it, it's going to be pro- prohibited, the thing that you exchange it for. So therefore, if somebody says that these fruits are prohibited, that they're like hectish. And so therefore, he's prohibited to benefit from them, from those things that they are exchanged with, and from the things that grow from them as a result. And if he, let's say, he prohibits upon himself a specific type of fruit, let's say he says, 
grapes shani ochel or shani toim. Let's say he says, in the, as the Ran says, uh, all grapes that I'm not allowed to eat or not allowed to taste. And so therefore, even though by adding in that I'm not allowed to taste, he's added on to his prohibition, meaning to say he didn't just say that I'm not allowed to eat, but also that I'm not allowed to taste. Nevertheless, under those circumstances, we're going to say mutar bechil fehen. And also, under those circumstances, we're going to say it's permitted in their, in their, in the food that is exchanged with them and, is in the, and the food that grows from them. Because there, under these circumstances, we're saying that all the fruits are permitted, but, but conversely, the fruits themselves are not hectic, but they're just taking a vow against those specific fruits. And so now the Mishnah says, this law that we learned in the Mishnah, now you say these fruits are prohibited upon me to grow, the implication of that, meaning to say that the anything that grows from them, that means that which grows from them, that if they planted is prohibited, but the implication will be the growth of the growth will be permitted. And so so this is only said this idea that the growth of the growth, not just the growth, but the next step removed that is permitted, that's only if we're talking about a type of fruit whose seed disintegrates, disintegrates in the ground before the new plant grows up. Like, for example, wheat or barley or other seeds. So there, we're going to say the seed disintegrates and then the f- plant grows. So since the prohibition is finished off before the new plant rises, since the seed is finished before the new plant rises up, he's not tasting the prohibitive fruit itself, and so therefore... And so therefore, the growth of the growth will be permitted. However, let's say that something where the seed does not disintegrate, like, for example, garlic or onions, where the, the fruit that's prohibited remains in the ground and from there comes out the growth, then not only is the growth itself prohibited, but says the Mishnah, even the growth of the growth is going to be prohibited because it's mixed in with the seed that was still prohibited, which was in the ground.